It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. The perfect closet editions feel as good as they look, and Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye-catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hype. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 102 of the Hawks Talk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my wonderful and lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, before we dive into everything that's going on right now, not only in the Hawks, but in the NBA, how are you doing, man? I'm chilling. Um, You know, Sunday afternoon recording. The Hawks playing about an hour and a half-ish, hour and 15. Um, the last game of the season tips off in a little over an hour. Um, it's honestly gone by extremely quickly, um, which is it's very weird to say because October... 2021 both for me at least feels like it was an eternity away but also feels like it was just last week so it's kind of crazy that it's it's gone by so fast but uh here we are we're at the finish line of the regular season we have at least one more hawks game after after today um but you know i guess that's that's part of what we're going to dive into in this episode so you know just, just i'm just chilling over here yeah, I mean, no. pretty much the same for me, too. You know, it's a chill Sunday. You know, thankfully, the Braves are back on. Gives us something to watch, you know. All that's going on. You see the Braves, you know, doing all their championship stuff. And you're like, hey, man, when's it going to be the Hawks' turn? But should say the Atlanta Hawks. That Braves ring looks crazy. Oh, yeah. I just want to say lie. they went crazy on that. I just got to say the the tribute to Hank Aaron in that ring, insane. Love it all. You know, shout out to the Braves and uh, whoever made that. That, that ring is crazy. Um, anyways, Logan, look. The Hawks are hopefully in playoff mode by now, and I'm here to say it. The Hawks Talk Podcast is in playoff mode starting now. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into everything. Uh, in about like an hour, 15 minutes, as Logan was saying, uh, we are going to play our last regular season of the game. We are scheduled against the Rockets, uh, which, you know, is a good thing on paper because, you know, the Rockets one of the worst teams in the league, but also you have to remember – this is the Hawks, and they kind of had this whole thing about playing down through their competition and not trying against tanking teams, and yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this. But I will say there's a lot of stipulations for today's games, and luckily for us, and shout out to the NBA for this, all of the games that have play-in stipulations all start at the same time, so probably by the end of the Hawks game or a few minutes after that, we'll know exactly what we're doing in the play-in. Uh, I guess I should go over the most likely scenario. Going off the betting odds, the betting odds are all heavily in favor of the Cavs, the Hornets, the Hawks, and the Nets. If that were to play out, I mean, obviously, you can you can ask a friend of ours if betting odds work out. A few friends of ours, actually. Uh, I mean, you know, if they do come true, the uh, play-ins would go Nets versus the Cavs, and we would host the Hornets and the, as the ninth seed. Uh, I will say that is the most likely scenario with, you know, the Bucks resting players, the Wizards just being a bad team, the Pacers, you know, being a bad team. So that's the most likely scenario. That's 
maybe what happened. I don't know. We'll have to see. We're going to have to really have to root for the Bucks to come through. And the Bucks, like I said, they're resting people. They're they're down a bunch of players. Uh, we're going to need a lot today if we want to jump up in the standings. But it also comes down to us. The biggest thing for the Hawks is you have to win your game. Because the Hawks can fall to the 10th seed, but they cannot get the 7th seed. So our, our, our ceiling is 8 and our floor is 10. So you want to preferably get that 8 seed so you can play two playing games, have the extra ones an insurance game, or uh, or it's do or die or your season's on the line starting with your uh, first game. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I, I don't know if it's the elephant in the room. Um, I don't know if it's a hot topic or not, but I think it is, like, let's be real here. Um, the, the Hawks had their, they controlled their destiny. They lost two tough games to the Raptor, Raptors and to the Heat. That Heat loss especially sucked because it was just another game where we just couldn't close it out. We were leading, really, not necessarily the whole way, but we were never, like, the Heat are the one seed. They were never really beating us. It was a close game all throughout. We we led by as much as, I think, seven with a couple minutes left in the fourth, and we just, we just lost it. Um, and, frankly, you know... It, you, if 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 you uh, if you are upset that the Heat were not resting anybody, I fully understand because they had already clinched a one seed. But the, the Heat culture and, and blah blah blah, they they didn't rest anybody. They came to play even though they had nothing to gain and and potential things to lose by playing other guys against us. Um, and they beat us. And and had we won, we'd be in a lot better situation right now we'd we'd be talking about maybe getting the seven or the eight seed instead of most likely getting the nine seed um which should we beat the rockets that's most likely what we get is the nine seed there's there's you know we can cross our fingers and hope that the bucks who are all stars which by the way we got we got just uh screwed uh on both sides from the from the resting angle the heat didn't rest guys in the playlist now the bucks are resting guys when we need them to win it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, let's be real, the Hawks played themselves into this corner. Um, the first 50-60% of the season, they they completely just weren't focused. They they lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have. Um, and now they kinda they're they're reaping the repercussions of that. And it's it sucks because, you know, it's we barely lose to the heat because they felt like playing everybody. Um meanwhile we're missing we're still missing John Collins and and um, I think Lou is out. I think you know, besides that, we're mostly healthy. But it, these these players are exhausted. It's the end of an 82 game season. These guys are all beat up and exhausted. And the Heat still felt felt like playing everybody, and now the Bucks feel like resting people um, when we need their help. So it's a it's frustrating. But at the same time, if you're the Hawks, you, you can only really blame yourself for you know losing that game to the Rockets a few months ago. Losing those games where the other teams you know like we lost to. The Trailblazers before the trade of McCollum without Damon McCollum, we lost to them. Trade out fifty six. You know it's games like that that you point at and you're like, that's why we're going to be a nine seed uh, instead of an eight or a seven seed, as opposed to the Heat not resting guys. So it, it's frustrating, but at the same time, you can really only blame the Hawks for for the situation that they're about to be in, most likely. Uh, I believe the term is you make your bed now slept in it. It's actually kind of interesting because we for completely forgot. We haven't podcasted in like what three games I want to say. I think that's correct. Uh, I mean, basically, you know, nobody really cares about the review. Let's just be honest. I mean, we'll do something short for it because, you know, you, you know how the Hulk's talks podcast is coming. Uh, let's talk about that Raptors game. That one, 
was a loss. I'm just going to go and say it, Logan. And you know what? If you're, if you're not a fan, you know, the salt levels are about to increase a little bit. Not much, but they're about to increase a little bit. I'm not saying that game was rigged, but I, I, I'm also <laughs> saying it was rigged. Uh, look, I need to say this, and I'm sorry to go on a whole spiel about this after I said we do this quickly. The Raptors shot 31 three throws to our 12. Now, listen. You know what? You can make the thing, oh, the Raptors play inside more. The Hawks are more of a jump shooting team. Listen, I will take anything. But here's a stat I want you to hear. You cannot convince me that the game wasn't rigged when DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young had the same amount of three-throw attempts at four. I'm not believing it. You know, I think there was, you know, some, I think there was a bit of a, you know, Canadian soil. Look, I think y'all know where I'm going with this. There was something fishy. On a serious note, I do believe there was some just bad officiating, you know. And especially in the fourth quarter, it really showed because the Hawks, I mean, you know what? I'll give them the flowers. They did, they did crawl and they they kept fighting. They crawled themselves back into it. And then just from there, it was, I mean, I, I kind of, it came down to uh, the refs. There was a few calls and that pretty much did it. So look, if you want an excuse for that, uh, just say it was rigged. And there you go. Um, That's what I'll be doing. Wizards game, I mean, we won by 15. Come on now. You know, Trey dropped 30. I mean, you you know how we roll. That's a game. You know, it's a business. It's a business meeting. This isn't November anymore. You're you're not playing for, uh, you're not playing for team of the week. You're like, all right, our playoffs hopes are in the air. We got to go out here, deal with business. I mean, the Hawks did just that. Uh, I mean, Trey Young, once again, 30 points. Gallinari, 26. Capella, 19. Capella with a nice finishing game, uh, 9 of 11 from the field. And then the top of it all off, you had Bogdan, who had 18 points, 6 of 13 from the field, and 6 of 9 from the three-point line. And then, uh, yeah, Logan, the game you uh, referenced earlier, the uh, the game versus the Miami Heat, the Heat who had secured the one seed, but decided that, hey, they're not going to arrest any players. You know, they're not going to do that. They're going to go out. Apparently, and the scuttlebuttle was is that the Heat want to avoid the Nets, so they let the Hawks, so they beat the Hawks. So, hey, if you, I guess uh, other teams are looking at also at, looking at the play-in scenarios, and yeah, but I mean today it's obviously a uh, biggest game of our season. This is this is a must-win in my opinion. Like if you lose this one, you you really can't be upset with yourself about what happens in the next week or so. Unfortunately, I I think the the Heat game was the biggest game of the season. Um. And they just couldn't pull through. Um, it was close. They, they, you know, it's frustrating. It's it's in the past. It is what it is. But that was the biggest game of the season, and they just couldn't finish. Um, so it is what it is. I mean, obviously against the Rockets, I don't want to call it the biggest biggest game of the season because, frankly, the Rockets. What are they gonna do? Just play all the young guys for thirty minutes? Like they're just gonna let Jalen Green shoot twenty five times? Like. You know, just go out there and beat them. You're you're a playoff team with your back against the wall. You're gonna go out there and beat them. I'd be shocked if the Hawks lose this game. I won't be shocked if they keep it close though, because it's it's the 2021 Hawks, folks. Like they're they're gonna keep it close, unfortunately. But I I think they're gonna win, and I think we're just gonna be praying that the uh, Bucks manage to beat the Cavs somehow because. So, so much better to be a seven or eight seed, even though get, being an eight seed means we play away in Brooklyn in the first playing game, at least you can lose that game. And then you play, you know, a, a playing game at home against the Cavs or the Hornets, whichever one of them win. But at the same time, this is the Cavs most important game of the year today. I don't think they're going to lose. So yeah, I'm not saying I'm resigned to the fact, but I'm, I'm mostly expecting that the Hawks are going to be the ninth seed and we're going to have to beat the Hornets. And then I would assume that the Cavs, um, 
to uh to eventually play the one seeded Heat. It, it it's a little bit of a it's a long road ahead to just get a playoff series, but it's it. I mean, we did it to ourselves, unfortunately. Um, I'm I'm glad we're at least in the position to have some playing games. Like we could still, uh, you know, we can still make the playoffs. And we'll talk about this later with the mailback question, but um, like sneak peek, playing the Heat as a one seed. I don't think they're particularly a great one seed. They're a one seed we can beat. So that's nice as well. Um, that that's a potential uh, matchup we get um, compared to like the Bucks, who uh, I, I would not want to play. But it, it's it's frustrating just because you know you win one more of those those really crappy games you lost this year and and it's a whole different scenario. But yeah, uh, you know we're here and we just got to beat the Rockets and at least we can say we did you know the most we could today to to try and give us uh, the eight seed. I mean, the reality at the end of the day is that, I mean, if you're the Hawks going into this game, you can't worry about what happened in November. You can't worry about how, what happened a week ago. From this point on, the Hawks, I mean, in a lot of ways, this is like a, I mean, it's the Rockets. I mean, come on, the Hawks, the Hawks should beat them on paper, but the Hawks have to go out there and do that first. And we've seen before that this team is not always the best when it comes to, you know, get winning the gimmies pretty much. Uh, so, I mean, they have to do that today and they kind of start. And then after this, I mean, once we get into the play-ins, Every game is do or die. I mean, even if you're the seven or eight seed, which the Hawks can't be the seven seed. So if you're the Hawks or the eight seed, I mean, you do have that extra game in your pocket. But hey, look, if you want that, if you want those few days of rest, which are going to be vital because other teams they're going to be they're resting from probably today. Some of them have probably not their, their starters last played on Friday. They're probably done until the playoffs start up next week. The Hawks, I mean, we're playing today on Sunday, and then uh, if we're the eight seed, we're playing on Tuesday. If we're the ninth seed, we're playing on Wednesday, and then the playoffs start up on Friday. I'm pretty sure. So there is no days off. There is no, nothing left. I mean, the Hawks do have to, you know, go out there, take care of business. Uh, I would say I was going to ask you, Logan, what are your three keys of the game? But I feel like me and you can go ahead and both name number one. It's you have to take care of business. You can't worry about what's going on in other games. You know, no peeping up at the scoreboard to see what other teams are doing. You have to lock in and realize, hey. You know what? It is the Rockets, but at the end of the day, Logan, we also did lose to the Rockets earlier this year. I mean, you can't think back to that just because it happened once doesn't mean it's going to happen again. But look, you got to lock in, take care of business. No more, uh, no more messing around. Yeah, I mean, the key to the game is just Trey. Just you know, be Trey. Because um, I think when Trey is playing well, um, there's like a one percent chance we would lose to the Rockets. That's just that's just the way the rosters are. The rosters are. Um, you know, the Rockets are at the beginning of a rebuild. They have nothing but a bunch of raw young guys and a couple of random vets. Like, I don't know why Gordon is still there, but he's still there. <laughs> he's just chilling there. Technically, John Wall is still there. Um, I don't even does he even come on the bench anymore? He travels to the team. Yeah. So if, if Trey Young plays even remotely well, which Trey Young has been in playoff mode, let's let's you know, let's clear that up. He he's ready. Um, then I, I'm not too worried, but at the end of the day, you're right. You know, you can't peek up at the scoreboard. You can't, you know, you can't think about anything other than just, okay, we got to just win this game and then focus on what's next. Um, to an extent, things are out of the control of the Hawks' hands. So just win your game, um, finish the season. What what would the Hawks' record be if they won today? I don't have it pulled up immediately. Uh, 43 and 39 if they won today. They'll be 42 and 40 if they lose today. So we will finish above 500, which is cool, but I mm. mean... That's a very that's Man, four yeah, games, very much a consolation. Four game. games above five hundred with a win is, is 
that's that's a lot rougher than we expected. But. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, we were we were eight games below at one point, so I will know, say I think at the beginning it, of the year, me and you both had the Hawks above fifty wins. So you know, only only a handful off. You know, you know what happens. You know, you know estimates and what's not. Um. Look, if you do want to know some scenarios to root for, I actually had them popped up. And I, like I said earlier, I talked about this. The Hawks have no possible route. There is no mathematical. There is no way of getting the seven seed. I'm looking at it now. The highest the Hawks can go is eight. The lowest they can go is 10. If you want to root for the Hawks to get into eight, which you probably should, so we can have uh, two playing games, uh, you need to root for the Nets lose, Cavs lose, Hawks win, Hornets win, Nets lose, Cavs lose, Hawks win, Hornets lose. Or you can alternatively root for, there's two more, sorry, uh, here they are, I found them. Nets win, Cavs lose, Hawks win, Hornets win, Nets win, Cavs lose, Hawks win, Hornets lose. So really, if you're the Hawks, you, you need the route for the Cavs to lose, which is why uh, it sucks that the Bucks are resting their starter. But like once Logan said, you did this to yourselves. You, 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 you didn't have to, you know, be down by 30 to the Pistons at halftime. I mean, at the end of the day, I we can all sit here and be like, oh, my God. Why Milwaukee not resting their starters? Why didn't the Heat rest their starters against us? But at the end of the day, we did this for ourselves, you know. Uh, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. So, look, going into this, Hawks got to have tunnel vision. I've referenced that a bunch. That's something that I think Nate needs to drill home. I know John Collins is a voice in the locker room. I know he's not playing right now. He needs to say it. Trey even needs to, you know, Trey is the leader. He's more of a lead-by-example type from what we know. He needs to say it. Look, these guys, they, they you can't mess around anymore because you really don't want to be the 10 seed. I'm just being honest, like I'm, you know, the most likely scenario is that it's us versus the Hornets as the nine and 10 seeds in some way, you know, look, I, I, I don't care. I, I don't care. It's the Hornets. Like the Hornets are probably like my preferred matchup out of all the playing teams, you know, not in terms of the seeding, of course, just like, you know, taking on a team and hey, can we beat them? The Hornets for that, you know, especially with the news that Gordon Hayward is going to be out. But at the same time, like, I don't want to go to Charlotte and play a playoff game. Like, no, I don't want to do that. At the very worst, I want to be hosting the Hornets in Atlanta. Yep, yep. Which, that, you know, that's the worst case scenario if we win today. So, because um, we, we have the tiebreaker over the Hornets, correct? Yeah, there's, if the uh, the Hawks win, there's no way they can finish below the Hornets. Okay, so, you know, win and you at very least have a home game to defend yourself and, and, and continue your season, which is good because the Hawks have been on fire um, at home the last, like, two months. Um, I think they've won, like, 16 or less 18 games at home. Something crazy. Um, honestly, reminiscent of last year when, when that second half of the season, they they barely they barely lost at home. So, um, I mean, I don't know how many times we can say it. You just got to win today and just, you know, after you're done, after you're in the locker room, maybe you're taking your shower. Uh, you, you you peek at your phone. Well, maybe not in the shower. Well, actually, phones are waterproof. You can do it in the shower. Who cares? You can take a peek at the phone, see see if the Cavaliers choked or not, and uh, you know adjust accordingly. Because the Hornets, you know, it's not a matchup I wanted. But Gordon Hayward being out, they're a young team. They have they haven't. I guess they're in the plans last year actually, but they just have less experience than us. You know, Bridges, Lamelo, Washington. These guys don't have. The experience that Trey Young and even Kevin Herter or DeAndre Hunter even, you know, he has an actual playoff series experience um, where he had to lock down the other team's best guy. They have experience that the Hornets so and the, and the Hawks will be at home. Um, so that game you certainly, certainly feel confident in. And then, you know, don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves. But th- then you'd be looking at most likely playing the Cavaliers just because I think we're all assuming the Nets kind of, you know, 
Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant things, and he's not gonna. You know, Kevin Durant is not about to lose in the plans, folks. Like, let's let's be serious here. Let, let's be let's be real here. Kevin Durant is not about to lose in the plans. So, all right, I did need to I issue mean, correction to something. I misspoke. There is one scenario, and I want to say, as I've been reading off these scenarios, there's about you know twenty of them that I've been reading. So it took me a minute. I found the one scenario in which the Hawks could win and still be behind the Hornets. And here's what would have to happen, uh, if you're curious. The Nets would have to lose, the Cavs would have to win, the Hawks would have to win, and the Hornets would have to win, and then it would go Cavs, Hornets, Nets, Hawks. That is truly a very cursed scenario, because uh, if, uh, if we're the 10 seed taking on the 9 seed Nets, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> we that is, look, I'm not trying to play, that, Katie. That'd be <laughs> messed up. Real. Um, that'd be messed up. But that is the one scenario. And I, I will say, out of all the teams today, the betting odds and stuff, uh, the, Hornet, the Nets are the most favorite. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner, easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs, or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen, to cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. The perfect closet editions feel as good as they look, and Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye-catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hype. They're 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 sixteen point favorites against the Pacers. They're on ESPN. They have no reason to lose. But uh, the Hawks Hawks jinx will is now officially in effect on the net. So apologies oh, to their no. fans. But look, if that happens, no. if that scenario happens where we win and we still finish behind the Hornets, then just know we it was a one of twenty chance. And you, you sometimes sometimes the universe just has it out for you. But hopefully that doesn't happen. I. I utmost respect to the Hornets and the Cavaliers. I don't want anything to do with the Nets, especially after not what uh, KD did to us like two weeks ago. I, I don't like that you brought that up because now I'm, that's all I'm going to be thinking about. I'm going to be watching that that Nets score like crazy because <laughs> you know I could you know in a way you can handle losing and and being intense because then you did it to yourselves, but winning and <laughs> and, and still falling that's messed up. That, that's actually just a horror show. But, um, you know, let's, the, the net, the, you know, we're not going to get the seven seed, so let's just hope the Nets take care of business and, and slap around the Pacers because I'm sure the Pacers, they're all ready to go to Cancun. They, they've, they've been waiting. They've been waiting for their season to end, so I'm sure they're, they're ready to, to pack it up and get out. But um, It's going to be all fun in games until Lloyd Pierce gives the greatest pregame speech of all time and the Pacers just come out and overwhelm the Nets, and it's like, oh, my oh, God. Man. This man's hate for Trail has caused him to do this. Uh, look, also one more thing. There is no way, and I'm I'm looking to make sure. Okay, yeah, there is no way that the Hawks and the Cavaliers can meet up in the 7-8 and eight game. So if you do want to meet up against the Cavs, it'd be in the 9-10 and 10 game, but I don't know why that's, why you'd be rooting for that. I mean, you should be rooting for us to be the 8 seed so we can have that insurance game in our back pocket. So if we do lose, yeah. Um, look, Logan. Yeah. Let's talk about uh let's let's talk about the the Rockets game for what's your what's the, what's the preview what's the rundown like uh you know I asked your three keys of the game earlier we kind of did one what are your next two you know I I mean they're a bad team just beat them I I literally don't know how else to put it they just play well don't shoot like twelve percent from three um 
look, I think the Hawks are going to come out focused. They had a day off. They're not like playing on a back to back. They know that if they win today, they at least give themselves a chance at, at better seating. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not too concerned. They're just going to go out there, going to play focused basketball. I think Capella, because Capella's been playing very well lately. I think Capella's going to be a big force. I think he's going to get a, like 12 plus rebounds. I think he's going to get a couple blocks. I, I I think they're not really going to be able to to move him. Um, them being like they being the Rockets, I don't think they're going to be able to like move Capella. And I think Trey Young's going to do Trey Young things. So yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really have too much to say about the Rockets game other than they need to win. You know, go ahead and win. Yeah, just just win and win and survive. That's all you can do. Uh, do you have a preferred scenario that you're rooting for, Logan? I know that you know we've both talked about it. we want to be the eight seed, and in all of those scenarios, that involves playing the Nets, who are the seven seed. But yeah, I mean, I re- yeah yeah just just get to that. Just, yeah, I don't have anything else to say beyond that. All of the scenarios that involve us has the eight seed involve uh, uh the Nets, you know, winning. So I mean, hey. Go Nets, I guess. I mean, I'd, I'd want to be, I want to be the eight seed. Look, we'd be playing the Nets there, right? Most like, yeah. Um, it is what it is. You may not win. You'd be playing in Brooklyn. I just said Kevin Durant isn't losing the plans, but that doesn't mean he doesn't lose one game in the plans. So, um, look, we just beat the Nets a few weeks ago with K- uh, Katie and Kyrie. You know, kind of doing their respective things. Katie having an efficient fifty-five bomb and Kyrie having an inefficient thirty bomb, but. Um, Obviously, that's my, that's my preferred uh, that's my preferred outcome because one, that's great TV, and two, it's not like we can't beat them. We can still beat them, um, and I just I don't want the backs to be against a wall in a, in a do or die game because you know starting the playoffs with a game seven is crazy. Like that's just, that's just kind of stressful. Um, I'd prefer not to have that. I'd prefer to you know it's like starting the playoffs off with a, a game six. You know that's a little bit better. So. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a preferred outcome. And besides that, I definitely want the ninth seed because I, I want a home game for for a play for the playing game, if uh, if nothing else. But yeah, still what you said, the one, what you said, one hundred percent true. If you get that nine or ten seed, you you literally cannot relax unless you make it to the first round. Like your your season is on the line in the first game, and then also the second game. There's there's no giving an inch allowed. You have to win both games. So it's do or die in both those. If we are the nine or the ten seed, and I mean that is the most likely scenario. Uh, so really, we just have to we have to help. We have to hope for some you know hope for some luck for some other teams, but also at the same time realize that at the end of the day, this is on us. You know we we dug our own grave on this one. There's a lot of games we should have won that we didn't, you know. Really, the Hawks should be not in the plans. I'm trying to trying to trying to not go homer mode and all that, but I I think we all know that this team just had too many of those mental lapses. I mean, the COVID stuff was handled awfully by the league, by the NBA. It's like it, they didn't give the Hawks a break during that. That was another thing. And then it's like you, it's like the Hawks just fumbled so many games. And so it is what it is at this point. You know, we just have to we just have to hope for the best. Now they're really. There, there's nothing else we can do. I mean, the only thing the Hawks can do now is win and get in. Because, you know, once you get into the playing games, your regular season record does not matter. It's all about what you're doing from there. So, yeah. Uh, Logan, I know we have some mailbag questions. And, uh, you know, we do want to keep this podcast short so you guys can listen to it and, you know, hopefully not be ter- too far into the Rockets game. Uh, Logan, let's do some mailbag questions and then let's start wrapping things up. Yeah. So, a couple basic mailbag questions, which, by the way, guys, um, but, you know, after the Rockets game, I'm not saying we'll record right after, but after the Rockets game, before the playing games, we'll have another podcast once we know for sure the uh, 
the outcomes, you know, once we know for sure what's happening. But mailbag questions for today. We've we've already touched on this a little bit, but we're not talking about the plans. Which of the top seeds in the East would you prefer in a seven-game series? So assuming, let's say, we make it out the plans, we're good. What, what, just hypothetically, what top seed would you prefer in a seven-game series? Um, The top seeds, of course, being the Heat, the Celtics, and the Bucks. And I guess you could include, like, the the four-seed Sixers or whatever if you felt so inclined. So the the Celtics can still get the second seed, right? I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, they can. I believe so. Okay, so I believe so. So the Heat have the first seed locked down, and then I guess with a Celtics loss today and a Boston win today, that Boston would be the second seed. You mean Bucks lost? A today, Bucks loss. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, and then a Celtics which, which, win. Which, by the way, by the way, it's funny that the Bucks clearly want Chicago. <laughs> yeah, they clearly no. want Chicago. That's funny. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, you know what? Props to them. You know, they know what they're doing. Uh, so basically, you're asking yeah. me if I want to play the Celtic. Well, why don't the Celtics just lose so they can play Chicago? Uh, I, I mean, they might, but I think uh, they have the tiebreaker over Milwaukee. So they, I think if the, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure the Celtics are most likely the two seed. Well, if the Celtics lost it, it'd be 50 and 32, and then the Milwaukee would be 51 and 31. So they'd still be the Milwaukee would still be a higher seed. You know what? The Celtics are probably going to win today. Let's just stop doing this. Um. Anyways, let's look at this. We'll see. So basically, the, the the point isn't the point isn't to be realistic about who we'll play. I'm just asking of those three, who would you? Oh, I want the Heat play? ten times like out of ten. In, yeah, I'd say the Heat. We're gonna, Maybe we're gonna the Celtics. Time to go. I, time I to go fan mode and uh, uh, you know, time to go fan mode. Get a bit rude. Oh, I'm gonna get that shit back in blood for y'all playing y'all starters against us. <laughs> you you listen here, Eric Spoelstra. <laughs> we're gonna knock you out of the playoffs for doing that bull jive, son. Hey, I'm with you. That was some. Like, that I'm was classless. Some I, I'm gonna be honest. I was thinking very evil things that whole game. I'm not gonna say them out loud because I don't want to be called out. I was thinking bad things about the Heat during that game. You know what I'm talking about. You can read between the lines. I was thinking them. I'm sure some of you guys were thinking them. Let's not act like we weren't all thinking at least a little bit about, you know, especially Kyle Lowry. God, that guy. He's just the, the worst. It's the stupid I charges. I, I, okay. I, yeah, no. The char- Look, honestly, if he does that charge stuff in the playoffs and Trey just, like, decks him in the first face and Trey's, like, done for the playoffs, I'd be fine with it. You know, it's that's okay. What, I'm all that's all we need. That, that's. That's why we need Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill would go out there and just give him a right hook and just take his seven-game suspension like a man. Yeah, no, that that stuff is ridiculous. But I want to play the Heat, you know, beyond, you know, the whole thing about, you know, getting revenge on them for that bull jive they pulled last week. Uh, Look, also, the Heat really aren't that good. They're the one seed, so props to them. But in a a Heat versus Hawks series, the Hawks have the best player on the court. By far, I'm going to say it, all due respect to... Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. They're, they're just, there's leagues to this. There's levels to this. And Trey's in a very different level than those two. He's he's a few higher than them. So I will gladly take that matchup. Also, I'm saying it now. You put Kyle Lowry on Trey Young, and Trey Young's going to start doing the Tyreek Hill help is on the way by the third quarter of the game one. So look, that's all I got to say. I, I do know Eric Spolstra is a, is a good coach. I mean, and the Heat are no strangers to, you know, throwing some traps and throwing some, uh, some, you know, some rat defense. I feel like they were the Trey first. I, I feel like they're the first team to ever throw junk defenses at Trey in like his sophomore year. Yeah, no, I, I feel mean, like they were. Uh, I, feel, I think the Heat started that honestly. But the thing is, is that the, the comparison between that team and this one is that this team has more shooters. Like if you try that when Trey's passing it to Bogdan, Herder, and Gallo, then I mean the Heat are going to start. The Heat are going to quickly learn. Okay, we gotta. We can't just you know 
hone in on Trey. You'd hope. You'd hope the, the our shooters hit their shots. But I'm pretty much with you. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer the Heat. The Celtics, maybe. You can maybe talk about the Celtics because, um, uh, you know, Robert's out. I forgot his last name. I Robert Williams, Robert. Time Lord. Williams. Yeah, Time Lord. I was going to say Robert Woods, and I was like, that's not the right one. <laughs> that's not the right athlete. Um, but like they still got Tatum, they still got Jalen, you know, we're not, we're located in Georgia. So Jalen probably being unvaccinated would not affect his, uh, his playability, um, barring a, you know, a COVID situation in the playoffs. So let's be real. The NBA is going to hide that. They, they did it last year. Let's be real. A year ago, you're telling me in the playoffs, not a single player got COVID. I'm not buying it. They're, they're willing to hide it and deal with it. Um, I don't know if that's conspiracy theory. I don't know if that's tinfoil hat, but like, you're really telling me that not a single player in the NBA playoffs last year got COVID. No, I think they, 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 they want good television. They want good ratings. They're willing to, you know, let guys play if they're asymptomatic um, in the playoffs, I think. Anyway, tinfoil hat off. Yeah, I prefer the Heat. Trey Young is the best player of all of them there. At least with the Celtics, you can you can certainly make an argument that Jason Tatum is as good or better than Trey Young. We're Hawks fans, so we're probably not going to agree. But at least Tatum's in the argument, right? Jalen Brown's really good too. Jimmy Butler, like he he he's approaching like Tony Allen type player. Like he, yeah, the defense is great. Maybe he's a Good leader. I don't know. To me, he seems like kind of just a jackass. Well, can like, we say he's a good leader after he was like threatening to fight Eric Spolster like three weeks exactly, ago? Like, exactly. I, I we, know, all, like, we, all, we all saw a few weeks ago. I kind of feel like that's so. out of the window. Like once you're threatening to fight your own coach and like Udonis Haslam, of all people, poor Udonis Haslam, who's what basically been an assistant coach since 2016, is like, yo, I'll fight you right now for Spo. It's like that team obviously has stuff going on. It's obvious that, you know, Jimmy's trying to, you know, be the alpha dog like he was in Minnesota and the and they're just like, Yeah, this isn't how stuff works. Heat culture, baby. Look, and uh let's talk I'll talk about the Celtics for a second. Basically the Celtics argument, it comes down to the Celtics, you know, obviously had the best season for like a big stretch of the second half of the season. The best defense for a big stretch of the second half of the season. But they are gonna be down Robert Williams. And look, Trey Young, Trey Young first of all, the destroyer of drop coverage. I'm saying now, you can't play drop against Trey Young, so that takes that out, which means that Al Horford's going to have to come up. And if Al Horford's coming up, then I want you to think about that. Old man Al Horford will be guarding Trey Young, like in the mid range to the three point line. So, uh, yeah, I think we all know that uh, that brother's about to get cooked. With all due respect, so that's that's the argument for the Celtics is that just Trey could, you know, pretty much will you the forty. Uh, I think the Heat will offer more resistance against Trey than the Celtics would, but also at the same time. You know, the Hawks have more firepower. Is that fair to say than the Heat? So I, I, I'm on board with the Heat. Just give me the Heat. I don't care. Coaching, coaching advantage and be a, uh, be damned. This is playoff Nate McMillan. Uh, he mean, that he's about to kick it up in the second <laughs> year. Lou Will is apparently out with a back issue, so that means no, no, no terrorist lineups of just all bench. So I don't know, man. Playoff Nate McMillan, baby. I have faith. I mean, I know he's, hey, I know he's hey, coach. We'll I will say his record in the playoffs against Spolster is like one in like. 11 so <laughs> it's bad but. yeah we all, we all need to mention it we all need to mention but you know one last note about that mailbag question is not the bucks we don't want yeah, the bucks no. simple enough look you here's simple the enough. thing with the hawks get you i'll take the hawks in six over the heat i'll take the hawks in seven over the celtics we play the bucks i'm taking the bucks in five and y'all are just gonna have to deal with that i we don't got nobody can stop you honest <laughs> we we can't do it we don't got the facilities for that big man we don't 
All right, uh, last mailbag question of the day, then we're wrapping her up. Let, let's keep this very short. Let's keep it brief, all right? Uh, what, what do you think is going on with DeAndre Hunter? I, I, just, I just, I don't know. I, I hate to use this term. And, you know, DeAndre Hunter is not a bust in the same way that guys like, you know, Anthony Bennett are. Because DeAndre Hunter is obviously a serviceable NBA player. Um, he's just not a good one. I, I, I just, I think that Hunter was, you know, Oh, a bit of a he had role player qualities to start with. He was never a guy who was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a star. Like even on draft night, he literally got compared to Jay Crowder, which is kind of disrespectful to DeAndre Hunter. But look, the thing is, is that between that, between all the development time and just time in general that he missed with injuries and then the fact that like, you know, there was for what, two years of his career, he was splitting minutes with Cam Reddish. I mean, it's just I mean, it's pretty obvious that, you know, barring something pretty spectacular happening and I'm not saying it won't. I mean, things we've seen stranger things happen. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is just he's a he's a he's a he's an okay player like at best like he'll have his moments where he pops off but he's not somebody you can rely on and you know I feel like that comes back to the question earlier this year Logan about what are you extend Hunter for and I'm like I think we're on the same train of we're not extending him let him play out that last year then we'll assess the situation for there and even this offseason I mean don't want to look at it too far because you know we obviously still have you know at most two more games left but at least two more games left excuse me and but yeah no Hunter I just I don't know I just He's just underwhelming. He's he kind of is what he is. He's an older rookie, so it's not like he's gonna older rookie. Excuse me. He was an older rookie, and you know he kind of just is what he is now. So that's my thoughts on Hunter. I mean, yeah, he he's just kind of there. My my issue is he was a three year college player who was supposed to be pro pro ready, and by year three in the NBA, he's still like a project. Um, that's just not a good player. I'm sorry, guys. That's just not a good player. That's not a good prospect. That's not a guy that. You know, you expect to make any sort of big leap. Like, I'm sure he'll figure things out and he'll be a good, serviceable role player. Um, but he's never taken a leap. Though that 15, 20 games in his second year, that that was an anomaly. Maybe, maybe injuries took away that from him. I'm not saying it's all his fault. Maybe injuries just took that away from him. But I, it's it's hard to see that coming back, at least anytime soon. Um, I saw one thing on Twitter, and I'll finish with this. I'm not gonna like go on some huge spiel, but. The injuries compounded with the fact that, you know, these players know money's on the line. DeAndre Hunter knows he's due for an extension. Maybe it's possible that the pressure of the, you know, potential big payday, maybe it sort of got to his head and it's it, it sort of given him like some sort of the yips type deal. Because um, he has some very weird errors, like where he can't catch a basketball or like he he just makes very silly mistakes that you just don't expect from, from guys like that. And... I don't know, maybe the pressure of the potential payday, knowing that, you know, these injuries are costing him millions of dollars, knowing that every game that he struggles cost him money. Maybe that got to his head and maybe that's causing him to struggle. But unfortunately, Hunter's just not that guy. The Hawks have to keep looking at wings. They have to keep looking at defensive two-way guys. Um, That's just sort of the bottom line. Like, Lord have mercy, the things I would do to have Mikhail Bridges on this Hawks team. That's That's all I'll say. I'll take OG and Anobi at this point, but yeah, I, I don't want to go on a huge hunter spiel, so I'll, I'll finish it up there. Um, so I, I think we're ready to wrap this up and, and get this out hopefully right before the the, the Hawks game tips off. So um, yeah, you know, thank you guys for listening. Um, one of the final, I guess technically the final fully regular season Hawks talks of, of the season. It's crazy how fast it's gone by, but thank you all for listening up to this point. You can always check us out in uh, on their Twitters, the that'll be in the description below. Um, you can you know send us mailbag questions, 
Um, we have a couple. Um, somebody actually emailed us a mailbag question, which is I, I, we said that and we weren't expecting it. So that whoever did that, shout out to you because we are gonna for sure answer your question next mailbag because you stood out. You were like we were like hell yes. We finally get some use out of this email. So. If you have mailbag questions, you can email it to us. You can tweet it at us. You can do whatever. Send us your mailbag questions. We will answer them um, within probably one or two episodes of you asking them. You know, we, we try to have a backlog just so just so it's clear. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's all my intro. Uh, I'm gonna pass it along to Jackson though. I did want to say. I said uh, intro. Yeah, I did want to say one last thing about the mailbag. Uh, we're probably going to be asking for mailbag questions just before uh, you know the playing podcast, which we're probably going to record on either Monday or Tuesday, depending on which, which game we're in. I don't know. We'll do something. We'll figure it out. Just so we'll probably ask for mailbag questions. So if you want to ask something, you want to be on an episode, you want to you know get your question out there, you know, <laughs> there you go. As Logan said, shout out to the guy who asked us a question on our email. That's at hawkstalkgmail.com. And you can uh, get at us for mailbag questions and or business in- inquiries or however you say that word anyways just want to say thank you for listening thank you for you know being a huge supporter and a huge fan uh whether this is your you know your first podcast or your 102nd for two seasons now of the hawks on podcast we've done two regular seasons and hey here's the hoping we go on another playoff run so we don't have to you know do a final wrap-up of the review of the season anyways as always thank you for listening be sure to check out the description for everything you need to know about the hawks on podcast as always love you goodbye go hawks It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.